0: Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. New new series today. We're starting on The Vagrant by Peter Newman today. And only the first third of it. We're we're, we're coming back to to thirds. No yeah. no more whole book per week because that was a bit much. Let's take a leisurely pace through this through this journey we're on. We've read up to chapter 15 so we have not read chapter 15 but everything up until that point is fair game but before we get into the book luke i've got a problem okay i've got i've got some serious beef actually i think and my serious beef is with food youtubers like people on youtube who make recipes okay here's my problem so we're going we're going off we're going off the trail here first we're we're going to go off the trail a little bit just for any new listeners we're doing a we're doing a rant if there's gonna be (laughs) there's gonna be in the show notes there's gonna be a place you can skip to if you want to skip the rant but you're not gonna i wouldn't recommend skipping the rant it's gonna be great i'm already excited so luke every now and then i'll watch an episode of I don't know, like binging with Babish or Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. something on Bon Appetit that's, they're making some delicious looking dish. For the most part, I've got no problems. But as soon as they bust out the like, make your own bread recipes, I've got huge issues. And here's where I realize the issue is. I've been working at home the last week, as I'm sure a lot of my listeners are, our listeners are this week and my roommates and i decided we would practice making bread because we're going to have a good amount of time on our hands so we've been making bread this week you have to like monitor that thing once every 3 hours or so you have to do something to the bread for it to you mean you mean when it's like when it's rising before you put it in the oven yeah, you have to just like active, like it's an active process that you're working with it and like you have to fold it and do all this stuff. That's great for right now because I'm working at home and I can go downstairs and work with the bread. But like, guys, if I have a nine to five job, I can't spend four hours one day making sure that my bread is rising properly. OK, I can't take my lunch break to go home and do another fold on this d- delicious sourdough loaf that I have Ooh, you're going rising. Now. Like, I can't I can't do that. And the fact that you on your show are like, OK, so first you're going to want to make the flour, put it in the fridge, come back two hours later and do this thing to it and then leave it for another four hours. I can't do that. <laughs> this, of okay. course, you can do that because you have a food cooking youtube channel okay 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 i want to i want to point out something really quickly and that's you're not mad at the food channel because like you clicked on this like this is their recipe you clicked it you're mad at bread right now you're over here on our podcast yelling at bread for being too high maintenance yeah i am (laughs) I think that's I think that's what the fuck bread and here's the thing here's the most frustrating thing about it Luke it would be fine if bread was super high maintenance but I could let somebody else do it and the, the product was the same like if I could go to the grocery store and get bread that was the same as the bread I could make at home spending like six hours tending to its every whim I wouldn't care right I wouldn't care at all but, dude, the bread you make at home is 10 times better than the bread at the store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. But it's not worth it. I'll say that. <laughs> it's for sure not worth it. Don't get into bread making. It's a waste of your time. Unless you've got nothing else to do. But, bread. like, if, if you have a stable job, you can't make bread. I'm sorry. They're not going to tell you this on the baking YouTube channels. It's not going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm unless you want to stay up till one in the morning every day because you get home from work and you just decide to babysit a loaf of bread for six hours. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We're yeah, we're over it. We're over it. Um, That's a very, that's a very fair point. I've tried to make bread or I've been part of the process of trying to make bread what does that even mean and i agree with you it means that uh my my partner has tried to make bread and she actually is very good at it Mm. but uh i'm not and i've been a part of it and it's a nightmare i i know what you mean um (laughs) Uh, we're back we're back luke okay yeah we are we're back we're back with the with the tangents is what i'll say um okay do you want do you want to talk vagrant yeah let's talk vagrant first 14 chapters and that extra eight years later or eight years before chapter that was at the end of Mm -hmm. chapter 14 Mm -hmm. love those so this is pretty different from the books that we've done in the past dude this book is a huge bummer am i right (laughs) it it is a bummer especially considering we're in the middle of a pandemic while while we're recording this i know as i was reading this it's not a light topic that we're that we're reading shit's whack in this world yeah yeah um i mean it's i'm not let's i want to be clear i'm not criticizing no this world sounds awful (laughs) (laughs) i'm criticizing the world (laughs) Cause it's, Cause it's, a shitty world. I don't want to be there. Yeah. The, the tone this sets like in the first chapter is, is like, <sighs> it's like, okay. So the, the video game doom just came out like a couple days ago. It's kind of like if you didn't have a gun in that and you were just <laughs> like <laughs> walking around watching demons destroy everything yeah yeah it's pretty it's not. it's not what you want to be it's not great i will say this though luke it's very intriguing yes so it's horrible but i'm also like ooh, how does that work because <laughs> at one point like, like you mean the, the mechanics of things or kind of that mean? yeah but my for example there is, uh, I think they're called hellhounds or fellhounds or, or something like this. At the very beginning mm-hmm. and the vagrant kills one of them and a bunch of people descend to like basically strip the corpse and eat it. And it's said that a lot of those people are going to just die because of the meat from the dog. And then uh, the necrotraders will buy their bones what is a necro trader this is actually my first note this is my very intriguing. is word for word what are these necro traders up to I'm very <laughs> interested in them it sounds I don't awful know what they're doing I can guarantee you it's terrible because I don't think they're reanimating oh no oh no 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 they're not necromancers right they're not using powerful right. magics to bring people back from the dead but right. they're 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 making They're like, like a little like, marimba out of somebody's rib cage or something. Okay, that's, yeah, that's a generous, that's a generous guess. Uh, could be, could be. Um, it doesn't seem, ooh, I'm curious whether they were a thing before this whole, like was the, was the, the necrotrading industry created because of this catastrophe or is it like business is just booming now? This is a great question because, oh, okay. this is a great question because the society before everything started coming out of the breach sounded pretty great. It sounded like it sounded like there were flying cities going around. People were living pretty nice lives out in the suburbs. We hear especially from Harm about his parents and and their jobs and kind of how they lived things seemed pretty good so maybe the necrotraders in like eight years ago during that time it was just very different Mm. like maybe it was a uh maybe the necrotraders were were coming up with uses for what they were buying that was more like more more quirky and aesthetic rather than essential and useful right right instead of saying hey we'll make you we'll, we'll swap you your your gross infected demonic leg bone for this guy's leg bone like they have to now back mm-hmm. then they were like hey how cool would it be to have a uh unicorn horn made out of mm-hmm. somebody's sternum <laughs> be kind of cool how about you try that out yeah so it was more it was more niche yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a brutal, a brutal first look to the world, and then we get, a an eight years flashback, eight years ago flashback, to the start, mm-hmm. and here's what I was expecting. So there's the there's the breach, that I think has been there for I don't know how long. Let's say a thousand years. I don't remember what they say, but it's they- been a very long time because they were like this whole order was prepared for it. Right. And they've been it's it seems like it was going to be one of those classic stories of the danger that's here that has been here so long that who's in charge of like checking it out gets lax. That whole thing, the whole Game of Thrones classic, one of those. And it seems like that's the route that it was taking until like they actually came out. And the, it seemed like the demons just kind of waited around, because I I thought that they were gonna take advantage of the lack of organization. But it doesn't see, but the fact that everyone oh, seemed yeah. to like take their time getting down there to get to the war doesn't seem like it had any effect. Like, cause they had a big old army, everyone was hyped up, and they were seemed prepared, they just lost. You're right. It seemed really strange to me that they mentioned that people weren't really paying that close attention to the breach because yeah when that happens usually it's like oh somebody who wouldn't necessarily have been able to defeat the whole continent snuck out and was able to get a good victory off right away but yeah the demons kind of just popped out and then all the people were like we should get an army together and march down there with a big parade and fanfare and smash all the demons and then they did that and the demons were like yeah we'll just chill here it's cool and they got decimated by the demons right which can i say this if you're trying to stop a bunch of demons from coming out of a hole in the ground like just build a wall around the thing are you this guys amateurs is, yeah. this is this is day one stuff. we we all know building a wall is going to solve all your problems if you're trying <laughs> to keep people out okay you guys, this is but amateur day one stuff. The most effective strategy, confirmed. Make it really tall. I will say, it seems like there could have been, there could have been moves made, like maybe maybe this is where it comes into play that they forgot that they, that they like didn't pay attention to the threat, yeah. because with the I don't know upgraded tech from from the eight years ago had they applied that to the breach i feel like you're i feel like you're you're coming up with something good you know what i mean like why don't they just put you could make a big old cover for it right
1: this is, is what simple? i was thinking
0: yeah i was like ooh, if this happens <laughs> like we built the hoover dam right this is something that exists in our world Right. So just fill it with concrete. (laughs) How deep? How deep are we? Just see how much concrete you can. Also, they haven't explored it. Why don't they explored it? Well, it's kind of hot. You know, it's It's humid. There's mosquitoes. Yeah, the flies are really bad. You think they just did like a? They dropped a rock, and they waited to hear how long, and they didn't hear it, so they were just like, "It's pretty deep," and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They were probably like, nah, nothing's coming out of there. <laughs> Sealed her up good. Yeah. Um, okay. They the in the fight, it seems like the only the only real chance that the, the humans have is when Gamma goes in and starts and starts doing doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Which is which is surprising because the other knights like seemed really cool, like see, like Seraph Knights had a cool name. Apparently they have good swords, but they didn't seem to be a benefit at all. And then, but but Gamma almost had it, right? Yeah. Gamma almost had it. And here's the my question for this is, there Gamma is one of the seven. Mm-hmm. You got you got six more of them. I assume. Unless it's like a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Uh, great point. Here's the problem the other breaches all had demons coming out of them, too. Ooh. So you oh, have we're multiple breaches. Gotta be, right? That's true. Either Gotta that. Gotta be at least seven breaches. Either that, or it was Black Friday everybody was out christmas shopping oh gamma you got this one right yeah that's tough i was also thinking maybe there's maybe there's gamma and then there's like x-ray and then there's like uv so gamma's the the most powerful one Mm. and when she goes down everyone's like all right x-ray you're up and he's like i'm not as good as her i'm gonna lose they you're saying they passed the buck all the way to radio and radio is like i got it guys look <laughs> at me i'm gonna kick him so hard i practiced yeah. my kicks for this one and i think i think you think uh and infrared's like the, oh yeah he's got it <laughs> and i and i maybe vagrant is is radio Ooh." This is a okay. God, we are so off the rails already. Dang it! This actually, I'm gonna bring us back. Okay. Vagrant being radio is actually a point that I really like about Vagrant's character so far. Is that he he like doesn't always fight. Like if he can mm. avoid a fight, he's taken that option. And yeah, and when he does get into a fight, a lot of the times when we have read stories about somebody who's has a sword literally anybody who has a sword they're pretty good with it like really good with it Mm -hmm. and i think we see vagrant is capable with this sword like he can block bullets but if he gets into a fight with like six of these knights of jade and ash he's gonna lose And he knows Mm -hmm. he's going to lose. He's not like, hmm, I got to figure out a way to defeat them all, you know? Like the last chapter we read where Vagrant, the Vagrant is like committed to losing and he's just trying to stall. That was very different from a lot of sword fights that we've read so far where you have somebody that is the best swords or, you know, has the sword uh, and is facing a lot of opponents. He's good, with it like he's very good i think but he's not superhuman right yeah exactly which is i was actually expecting him to be basically superhuman i was too because especially of how this sword sounds the sword sounds incredible Mm -hmm. the sword it's got an eye on there it's got wings around the hilt don't know what those do and everybody seems to know the sword all these demons are like, oh, gotta watch out for that sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm assu- so I'm assuming that it's Gamma's sword, right? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I was I was thinking that he was gonna be just like dancing around these guys, but that's that's clearly not the case. We see he can't he can't talk, so it's so it's kind of hard. Well, we he see doesn't talk. How, right okay good point which a point little side note i love so lil is investigating him after he goes down from taking that bullet when he's hanging with lil mm-hmm. she specifically mentions his tongue is intact which until right. that point i was like oh he's got no tongue no guy's got a tongue he has a tongue he's not talking he's, he's yeah good point anyway um you wanna you wanna know <laughs> you wanna know what my next note was what <laughs> this what is like... really dumb, and that's we got kind of into kind of into this book and some more descriptions of the demons and you know how sometimes demons are kind of like cool mm. kind of kind of kind of in like a like very muscular you mean like very powerful. I mean more like aesthetically they're like that's a good-looking demon, you know what I mean? My next note is just quote so these are not the sexy demons. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, not at all. One of these I don't demons much, has I don't have much more on that. One of these demons but, has leg uh... hair that can draw blood. So I don't think these are the sexy ones not the sexy ones definitely not um yeah yeah (laughs) although i mean maybe we just haven't met any of the sexy demons yet the the traitor that we met was talking about his half tainted cousin that he knows that he was trying to you know get a little action going on with with the vagrant and his this guy he knew or this woman that he knew right Apparently so, I think some of the taint can be a good thing. I mean if you're into that sort of thing, you know. If you if you're into that. But but in general now. In general <laughs> to our sensibilities now. Right. Yeah. Um speaking of the taint, how are you getting an idea for how this works because I'm still not quite understanding how the taint works yet. I, not entirely so we get the scene with the creation of the hammer that walks mm-hmm. where the usurper goes in and like touches children and creates these half tainted hated the way you phrased that i mean it, it, that's what he does <laughs> you're not wrong but go on but it sounds like a lot of people have some of the taint on them and it's not i don't think the usurpers go around touching everybody right right so and it's only been eight years so it can't be like a uh we've gone a couple generations down and everyone's breeded in exactly so it's got to be something where you just kind of like it just gets kind of into you i guess from like you like you catch it from another person i guess but yeah maybe but it seems like everybody would just have it then yeah i don't i'm not sure yet i don't know if i don't know if we have enough information yet to see but i would i would guess that like the in the same way that the usurper can uh transform people I'm assuming like lesser beings can do something similar to a to a smaller degree that would maybe result in that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's 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 what I'm assuming right now but uh we'll see I'm sure we'll get a little eight years before chapter that's that's talking about how people become tainted yeah 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 can we talk about the goat oh I would love to talk about the goat we we love the goat. So, um, I find it really interesting that the three main characters in this story don't talk a single word so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The three main characters being the goat, the baby, and the vagrant. None of order. them can talk for very different... Yeah, in that order. <laughs> um, But they all have so much important stuff to say, Luke. Ooh. Starting with the goat starting okay so i mean it's it's kind of funny that the goat can't be tainted which is mentioned when he gets the goat which is why he wants the goat specifically Mm -hmm. because in like traditional understandings of demons and the devil is very goat-like and so it's kind of funny to me it's it's almost like the goat's already fully like That is what the goat is, so it can't get any more tainted than a goat. Right? It's already there. It's arrived at the station. (laughs) It's a good read. (laughs) Um, So I love that the goat was the one thing that couldn't be modified by this demonic energy that's coming forth from the breach. Mm -hmm. Except, Mm -hmm. I've got a little problem with the description of the goat. It's got gray milk. Yeah that that's not that's not how goat's milk is right it, it, no does does it specifically say gray or was it more just like it's just like kind of the goat's not very it's not like a top of the line goat <laughs> I don't know that much about milking goats yeah i but i I feel like you you're getting. I mean, depending on the depending on the goat's diet. So you're saying this goat's got, got a lot of mileage on it. Oh, for it's sure. It's got a lot of mileage, and it probably hasn't had its oil changed ever. It's like an old Toyota that somehow is still running. Right. And you, the dribbling's out from the tailpipe are not the right color. Right. But Ooh, I don't know if I wanted to go tailpipe there. That wasn't great. That wasn't um, <laughs> okay. But it gets the job done, it seems. Seems to get the job done. Uh, has a great has a great personality. I don't know if the I don't know if the vagrant would agree with you, on that. Yeah. I feel you like know. it's training He's the vagrant. It's training the vagrant for when this baby upgrades from baby to toddler. You know, mm-hmm. this goat is like putting literally everything it can find in its mouth and chewing on it. It's stubborn and won't do what you tell it to do right Uh, because the baby so far has been relatively well behaved right it it kind of acts as the vagrant's moral compass sometimes when he's about Mm -hmm. to do something that's a little bad or he's not going to help somebody the baby will kind of yank him out of it a little bit but it mostly just cries and eats and poops right right but it's the vagrant is signing up for a lot by carrying this baby around because it's not going to stay a baby. It's going to turn into a toddler at some point. Yeah. I'm curious what the vagrant thinks of his timeline, you know, mm-hmm. like, is this, is this journey that he's on? Is he like, this is only going to be a month and then I'm going to get paid. Or is he like, got to take my new protege to our training ground. I don't like, I don't know what he's expecting. Yeah. You know we, I mean? we don't really know what the, why he's carrying this baby around right there's no indication for what what he's doing with this baby maybe he's just taking it to an orphanage maybe he's just like man this thing sucks i gotta get rid of this thing as quick as possible uh and heck no i'm not gonna sell it to you because i want to make all that money maybe the vagrant's gonna sell the baby (sighs) yeah i think the odds are very low I think the odds are quite low, but the Vagrant hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> the Vagrant could be terrible. Right? We're sure he's done some things that seem kind of nice. But he's also just carrying a baby around. Right? This is this is something that I think we we always do and I'm glad that we do it is we're always careful not to take the side of who, who we think that we're like automatically supposed to take the side of, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's smart. Gotta, gotta, gotta keep our eyes open. Here's the other thing about this, Luke, that I think is interesting. The vagrant has traveled around a lot. We haven't seen any other babies. That's true. And if I'm the vagrant and I'm trying to find a safe place for this baby I'm carrying around, I'm finding like the first family that's already got a baby and being like, hey, can you just please take this one too? It looks like you're doing a great job with that one. Here, take this baby. And I'll even give you some of my super money that apparently is just like a million dollar bill. I'll give you some of that to take this baby off my hands because i've got a super dangerous weapon here and get into fights like literally every 10 minutes so right, you take right. this baby you're gonna do a way better job than me yeah i have to i'm assuming and and you're probably assuming this too that the baby is up there in value with the sword you know mm-hmm. do you know what i mean you're saying it's i don't a special mean value is in like yeah a special baby it's not just any baby the vagrant found a special one a special baby that he's taken that he's taking north north is he going he's going north yeah which we learn that there are some holdouts of the empire to the north still right this is yeah this is a later note that i had is that for most of this section i thought that the empire was just gone yeah but it seems I did like too. they're pretty they're still like they're still... I don't even think that they're really on their last leg. No. It sounds like they lost that first major battle, but they they seem to be... Well, there's a lot of... Because there's a lot of infighting with the demons too. Yeah, and there's a, there's a note from... I think it's maybe the commander of the Jade and Ash squad mm-hmm. where... Well, I don't know who it is, but they're looking... He's looking forward into the uh, uncivils like plans, and is like the the uncivil's armies, oh my gosh, the uncivil has armies, which kind of made me think like, oh, maybe the empire is actually still doing well if right. we're surprised that the demons have army. you know what I mean? Right, right, Because you'd imagine the only reason you'd need armies is to fight an opposing army, right. So yeah, maybe was Gamma a scrub? Was Gamma all talk and no game? (laughs) Could be. Like rode around in a flying city when they weren't actually fighting anything. Looked so cool. Had these great wings, a really cool sword. She could beat anybody in a sword fight. Anybody. Because that's the only stick you have to measure everybody against. But then as soon as the real demons come out, she's got nothing. She's not prepared for that. And so now all you're left with in the empire are people who will just like fight to the last breath, kicking and screaming, super scrappy. None of these people who've trained in fencing for like a thousand years with like tradition. And no, these are people who are just going to, you know, get their hands dirty. Right, this is something that was interesting to me, um, and this might be kind of a kind of a hot take, other than the the usurper and maybe the uncivil, but we haven't seen much from her mm-hmm. the other demons like don't seem that good at fighting well, okay, the Knights of Jade and Ash seem pretty good i mean yeah, but and maybe we don't know how where the vagrant is on the scale of things because mm-hmm. we don't get like a meaningful comparison or anything, but he be he can be them one on one, yes, yeah, he also has a special sword, yeah, which i I think might maybe it's a benefit to him, like, i guess I think when i When I first, when we were, when we were coming into this story, they see the demons seemed unbeatable. Yes. Yeah. And I think maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe the usurper, for example, still is. But the ones below that, I was a little bit disappointed in, in how dangerous they are, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although, although we do see the hammer that walks is a is a is a no i'm not fighting the hammer that walks one-on-one no. it's essentially the hulk right have we created a yeah. demonic hulk yeah okay yeah uh the luke part of the reason why the demons seem less powerful i think could be because they're further away from the breach Ooh. so right at the location of the breach where there's they have the strongest like connection to their realm they could have been the most powerful and as they've expanded as they've spread beyond that area they've grown a little weaker over time which i think is is mentioned a few times it's hinted at the fact that they're weakening the further away that they go from the breach um, and over time the breach like emits more energy so they're able to spread just a little further but i think it's they're they're not as potent as when they're right mm. next to the breach for whatever reason there is a mention of there's a question whether the usurper can reach that far north mm-hmm. so i think you're right there right right and the usurper has been dramatically reduced in power yes from, it, it sounds like when they when they took out gamma because it sounds like gamma inflicted some like really terrible wound on the usurper um while we're talking about the usurper though can we talk about how they pass messages between the usurper and another buddy it's like the grossest way you can think of yeah like the absolute worst way you can So do think they of. they just like get they get a little drop of blood speak their message into it yeah and then like a fly comes and eats it and takes it off mm-hmm okay okay and then i think they they like eat the fly or something with the fly but i'm also thinking of the like direct contact that they make with one another where they like french kiss the message between the two of them mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like do you think they ever in the process of passing that message are like dude did you have to eat an onion bagel this morning you knew we were doing that having this meeting (laughs) i i mean i I would think it would be the other way around as in so they're they're you know big old gross boys right uh yeah that's a good point so they're probably like "Mm, did you have to smell that flower earlier it's really bumming me out dude did you brush your teeth what the fuck that's yeah I'm going to drink orange juice in like five minutes. This is going to ruin my day. <laughs> but yeah, it's overall not, I don't think I want to be part of this organization. It's not, it doesn't really have the look or feel of, of what I, what I, what I like. Okay. Um, their best, their best practices are maybe, or maybe not ideal for me. And their perks suck. Their perks are terrible. I don't understand why anyone voluntarily joins this organization. Because we saw one of the recruiters. Do you remember the recruiter that the vagrant has to go kill? hmm He apparently was augmented by these people, or by these demons. And one of his augments was cutting off his hand and putting a lady's head on it. Yeah. What are you doing?! That's a no from me, dog. (laughs) That was a stylistic choice that I that I don't think that I agree with. I'll say that. Is it going to? Are there? I mean, what kind of utility benefits are you getting from that? Here's the craziest part. That's not even his worst arm. Because the other arm is so fucked up, he keeps it hidden underneath of a robe. And I think they're saying, like, thank God he didn't show us the rest of him." That disgusting mangled tentacle arm that he has underneath of that robe. Wow, I'd love to join that organization and get one, get me one of those. Yeah, they haven't... Yeah maybe we're missing some benefit like what what kind of benefits are you getting from a head hand because hmm. he i think he also mentions that it can oh shit it's jeff dunham oh oh that could be useful it's the perfect ventriloquist dummy yeah so that's what it is i mean i mean you can you can weigh the pros and cons Uh, Obviously, this guy thought that having a good ventriloquist dummy was worth it. Right. Right. And it probably benefits him a lot during recruiting because he can say a lot of really insensitive, borderline offensive material. But then he's just like, it was the puppet, guys. (laughs) Wasn't me. (laughs) Very useful. Very useful. It's a great tactic. Yeah. I wonder if you get to choose your thing when you get recruited you know what i mean Mm. like this guy chose head hand yeah but you could also choose like earfoot you could you could easily go earfoot i don't i don't know if you would choose that but uh yeah i i would i would imagine or like nose nipples Ooh, that's a good one yeah Okay. See, look, now you've got me interested. Hold on. This is <laughs> the I think it's in kind of the same scene where they're they're going through a crowd and there's mention of tons of skin thieves running around and no one seems to be doing anything about that. <laughs> You're asking where the police are to keep these skin thieves at bay. But, like, okay, okay. What what is a skin thief? Cause, the 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 cool thing that I could say that I don't think is what it is is what I what I would call a like shapeshifter, right? That's what I was thinking. But I I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is either. It seems like someone running around stealing skin. Like somebody's got a scalpel and's cutting off a little one square inch little bit off your elbow while you're not looking. And like, is that? Are we allowing that? There seems to be a a lot of them, and they they don't seem to be that big of a deal. Well, yeah, Luke, they're not going to steal my skin because I put it in a fanny pack that's in front of me, so I can always keep an eye on it. That's smart. That's very smart. I think if I'm one of these guys that is walking around, and I feel a little a little twinge on my on my. On my upper arm. I'm not going out again. <laughs> that's the end of your public appearances <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah, if you're cutting off my my skin... No, Un- thank you. Until further notice, Luke is not going outside again. <laughs> I think that's a fair response, and I think a lot of people are doing that. But I, Luke, I don't think you're one of the people who this recruiter is targeting to come look at their weird skin deformities on their head hand that's true that's true i'm not the demographic that they're looking you're for. not that's really the fair. demo for it okay so like i imagine all the people there have had at one point in their life have dabbled in skin thievery mm, okay like they've all tried it so they don't knock the hustle of somebody running around trying to steal a few inches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I can we talk? I'm gonna talk about the the rebels. Mm. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got this plan that they're gonna do, where the vagrant is gonna cause this distraction, and they're gonna go go get this catch of weapons that they've been ha- that they've had their eye on for a while. During this, someone who seems to be pretty high up, Joe, honest Joe, seems to be pretty important, well known in the organization, is like this very risky uh, strategy plan that we're going to do that we've been that we've been wanting to do for a while. now we have the opportunity. It's going to be really beneficial for us, but it's very risky. I'm going to take this opportunity to jeopardize everything and, like, make some, some money. Right. By I selling a baby. I don't think... And it's also, like, the rebels are... They're not necessarily good people, right? No, definitely not. But they seem to be on the i would i would maybe this is just because they're in general kind of human-ish but i would i would put them on the good side of things let's assume the society they're fighting for is one in which nobody sells babies is that fair that's i think that that's fair i think that's fair too and i think that poses a gigantic problem for what honest joe is doing It's, it's bold, I think, is what I'm getting down to. It's, it's incredibly, a bold move. It's incredibly bold. But Luke, this comes back to something that we mentioned a while ago. Maybe this baby's worth a lot of money. Yeah, but he doesn't... Well, okay, okay. He doesn't know what the vagrant knows about this baby. So in Joe's mind, this is a relatively normal baby, right? Yeah. Like, I think... I th- I think we hear early on that this baby is "quote unquote pure" yeah. which makes it more valuable. Mm-hmm. So I I maybe that's just you you selling a pure baby is is a is a big jump. I mean, maybe this is what maybe he's going to use the money to fund this rebellion and overthrow the whole demonic empire, right? Mm, mm, like ends justify the means kind of this is a little greater good kind of situation yeah we don't know but how much this baby is worth this is the classic example of when you find something that's really valuable that's like not specifically for you you never try to take advantage of that situation right this is like if i were to find five pounds of cocaine like sure that's worth a lot of money but i'm not gonna try to sell it (laughs) right that's only ending badly for you right i know that i know how that ends it doesn't go well no No. sure if it went perfectly i could make a lot of money but no chance this is a perfect analogy i think i'm no no notes (laughs) no notes before a little bit before we meet the rebels the vagrant has a run-in with the knights of jade and ash right outside the city Mm -hmm. did it kind of surprise you when you got when we got into the city what it was like because until we got there it sounded like this was the safe safe place because yes. the vagrant is running and he's like, I just got to get to the city and then it's going to be fine. That's the safe place. And we get there and it's like, the city is run by the usurper at night and the uncivil during the day. And in the in-between times, it's like war where they're trying to decide who's going to run it. And I was like, so when is it safe? Because <laughs> it sounds like never. Yeah, I, I thought that it was going to be more run by people relatively hostile to the demons based on the vagrant's actions but now it seems like he was just trying to get in there because there's more places to hide i guess right which is which is a low bar it's extremely low and it was incredibly shocking to me when we when we get introduced to what the city actually actually is yeah yeah It'll. i'll be curious to see because i think everything in this whole region is going to be like that right like we've heard mention of some other cities but i i have to think that they're going to be similar to this one that's what it sounds like yeah yeah it sounds yeah. like and if that's the case these demons need to get like a city planner on their payroll or something yeah, because you've got public utilities that are like directly under the surface that are definitely not being used. Like those pipes don't have any water going through them. No, no. You could, yeah. Get a. I mean, you could be using these cities as as your base of operations, and you're you're just you're just squandering that opportunity right now. Right, right. You're using them as like forward outposts for some military excursion. And let's be honest, you're trying to settle this place. Okay, you need to build up a foundation so that when. The conquest is over. People aren't rioting in the streets because they don't have electricity. Okay? Very valid point. Speaking of electricity, Luke, I've got a theory. Okay. This is a theory as to why the demons came to this world in the first place. So, Luke, we learn about some interesting methods of, of power generation. In this first third and the instances that i want to draw your attention to are first the war machine for the people that's that snake that the commander of jade and ash is riding seems to be coal powered it's got mm. two smokestacks that are belching black smoke into the atmosphere as it slithers mm. along the ground it sounds terribly inefficient and you're producing a lot of pollution with that thing. Right. We also learn about these upgraded lighting systems that the demons have brought with them that are called like soul lamps. Ooh, yeah. Which run off of soul power. Uh, get a little earth, wind, and fire in here and we'll have those things run in forever because they've got soul power. Okay. <laughs> but regardless. Regardless, we're getting off fossil fuels, okay? Uh-huh. This is an environmentalist revolution that's happening. <laughs> Interesting, okay. I, I, let me caution you, because we, we do hear about there being solar energy. Ah, yes we do, Luke. And we hear about this when the usurper creates the first, like, half-tainted... And the usurper is going through their domain, and he notices that one valley has been spared most of the demonic attack. Like, it's this nestled little safe space amidst the carnage. And one of the important things he notes about this is that there are solar panels powering this valley. This valley was not specifically targeted because... They were already on a green energy tra- trajectory. Okay. And the usurper okay. decided, hey, I can speed things along a little bit. Let's help him out. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. Right? He was yeah. like, hey, I noticed you guys are still uh, doing recycling instead of just reusing glass bottles. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's get that going on. He's, he's, he's bringing in... He he would be he's very into composting. Incredibly I think that much is clear. I think all the demons are very into composting. Some are saying too into composting. And Luke, think how they're think how they're transmitting messages, right? Yeah. They're working very, very with efficient. nature. Okay? They're not fighting nature. They're working in collaboration with nature, Luke. Uh-huh. I think that's fair to say. Definitely yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean we we've still got another two thirds, so we'll see kind of the nitty gritty for how the power grid is set up in this new regime. Yeah, because they haven't they haven't quite fleshed it out yet. Right, right, but but it seems like they understand the need to immediately get away from fossil fuel energy, like as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we should definitely stay on the lookout for the green revolution that's happening amidst this demonic invasion. Uh so next week, next third of the book, uh be sure to tweet at us. If you got any comments about our theories, send us an email. Uh we and, have and okay email DCBC at don't call dot com. But also something that I should have said at the beginning, we have also started a new subreddit. Um to make things, to make things a little bit easier to, to make larger comments and that kind of thing. So go ahead, subscribe, join our subreddit, send us some comments on there. The subreddit is our don't call it a book club. Um, that's, that's, that would be a very, probably one of the best places to reach us. I yeah. would say. Yeah. We're pretty involved in that, but I mean, if you send us an email, that's, that's great too. So yeah. Uh, get at us with that and read the next third of the vagrant because this time next week we're going to be coming at you with more hot takes continuing to act like dumb nerds